Mark Cuban. How you do anything is how you do everything. If you're not, if you don't pay attention to detail on the little things, you're not going to be in the habit of paying attention to detail for the big things. Ken Griffey Jr. Hey, he wears his hat backwards. Well, I wear my hat backwards because my dad had a fro and I wanted to wear his hat. And if I put his hat on at age six and, you know, he's got a eight and a half and I got like a little five, it's not going to really stay on my head. Jeannie Buss. Thank you for having me. What a nice turnout. It's good to see everybody. John Smoltz. Is if you don't have the imagination and the willingness to fail or not being afraid to fail, I don't think you can be truly great. Candace Parker. I have had so much hope for this generation coming up that have grown up with women in sports, in leadership roles, on television, speaking about sports, speaking knowledgeably about sports. Paul Gasol. To me, all the work that I've done, all the humanitarian work that I've done has always given me great perspective, has allowed me to keep my feet on the ground and uh, has really put and reminded me what's truly important. Damian Lillard. That was for Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) Just to name a few. Welcome to Sports Business Radio. Now, here's Brian Berger. Well, thanks for joining us on this edition of Sports Business Radio, powered by Molka Sports. want to remind you, subscribe to and rate our award-winning Sports Business Radio podcast on iTunes. Just go to sportsbusinessradio.com. You can find out all the platforms that you can hear our podcast on. Also, we've got a new YouTube channel. Go to sportsbusinessradio.com. You can watch interviews like the one this week with our guest, Lindsay Horan, U.S. Women's National Team and Portland Thorns soccer star. She's joining me this week. She's going to discuss preparing for the upcoming Tokyo Olympics this summer, her stellar performance at the recent She Believes Cup, her upcoming season with the NWSL's Portland Thorns. She's also going to tell us about her partnership with Power Up Premium Trail Mix, one of our new partners as well, and what she looks for in endorsement partners. And she'll talk about playing for the U.S. Women's National Team and their fight for equal pay. I'm joined by executive producer Brian Griggs. Griggs, how are you? I'm doing great. And I love Lindsay. I mean, she's just so smooth on the pitch. And being from Portland, obviously, we're spoiled because she's a Thorns player. So, so fun to watch. But another one of these great athletes that's so involved in other things and outreaching and helping people and just really just a great young woman. So she's a she's a great interview today. MVP of the NWSL in 2018. So one of the best soccer players in all of the world. I think you'll enjoy our conversation with her today. Griggs, uh, a big headline this past week. The NFL has signed 11 years worth of deals with its media partners. It totals $110 billion, not million, billion dollars. That's $10 billion per year with each partner. Um, and the deals start in 2023. So, you know, the NFL had a down year last year, like everyone else did because of the pandemic, but you get $110 billion worth of deals in the coffer. And uh, that certainly helps. So NBC is back to do Sunday night football. CBS and Fox are back to do the afternoon games on Sundays. ESPN Disney for the first time ever is going to host two Super Bowls during the tenure or the 11 years of, of the deal. So ESPN Disney has not hosted Super Bowls. ESPN's never hosted a Super Bowl. So that's going to be interesting. And then the other interesting thing, uh, Griggs, is Amazon is going to air Thursday night football exclusively. So this will be the first time that a streaming platform exclusively airs 
NFL games. So a lot of money for the NFL, lots of different places to catch NFL games. And now streaming, as we've been saying for years, owns NFL games exclusively on Thursday nights. That's a big deal. Sure is. And uh, not, I mean, that's amazing amount of money, but like the last couple of years, they've had prime showing the Thursday night football along with Fox. You kind of got the hint that, Hey, we're going to probably switch this over to prime exclusively. So that sounds like that's happening. And I like the addition of the ESPN Disney doing some super bowls, but man, 110 billion. I mean, if you're a media outlet, you are excited to sign that because the NFL is so much exposure. Like we've t- talked about so many times, it's uh, it's the big thing. It's the King you want to be with the NFL. So good to see that moving forward. Yeah, that's a good point. If you look at the 100 top rated TV programs of the year, Super Bowl is always number one. And then NFL games are, are taking up most of that 100 spots on the list. So it's great for these TV networks. Um, you know, if you're ESPN, Disney, you can get some other programming around the NFL games, like the pregame and the postgame shows. And then with Amazon, what they had been doing is they had been uh, showing Thursday Night Football, but doing it with one of the broadcast partners broadcasts, so CBS or NBC or even the NFL Network. Now Amazon's going to hire their own talent and create their own uh, you know, look and feel for their Thursday night game. So that'll be interesting to watch. Griggs, the other headline this week, March Madness underway. It's been pretty smooth so far. It's all in the state of Indiana. If you missed our show with Joanne Scott last week, who runs the men's tournament. Um, it's really worth the listen, but four pack 12 teams in the sweet 16, uh, you know, we're out here on the West coast. I didn't see that coming. No, I think that was a surprise. And uh, in fact, Oregon, the Oregon ducks got, that was kind of the, the only COVID issue so far was their game was uh canceled because of COVID with the uh, VCU team. So interesting to see that's really, been, it's been pretty smooth. I think the broadcasts look great. The arenas look great as always. The talent looks great. The halftime shows are awesome. So it's been, I've been watching every single game I can watch. and It's been fun to see. Who do you like at this point? Who do you think's going to bring it home? I think Gonzaga is just a monster. I mean, I just don't know how you stop them. So I think Gonzaga is probably going to win it. Michigan looks good too, but Gonzaga is just another, another, another level. Yeah, no, they are. And it's just amazing uh, how well they've played throughout the year. They haven't had one game where they've, they've slipped up, but uh, yeah, there's some good teams. I I really liked watching that uh, Michigan LSU game. That was a good game. And, uh, you know, we haven't seen, have we seen a buzzer beater yet in the game? I don't know. I know there's been definitely some good upsets, but I don't know if we've actually had the half court buzzer beater yet. All right. Okay. So as we told you on last week's show, we have a new segment on sports business radio. It's the power up premium trail mix power player of the week. We recognize someone who's doing a great job in the world of sports business. This week's power up premium trail mix power player of the week is Diana Sabau. She is the Big Ten's first ever chief sports officer. She's going to oversee the sport administrators for sports, including football and basketball. She's also going to manage the Big Ten uh, and their gender equity action plan. So she's the first Big Ten conference chief sports officer in the 125-year history of the conference. Congratulations to Diana on being our Power Up Premium Trail Mix Power Player of the Week. You can nominate your Power Player of the Week from the world of sports business by using the hashtag PowerUpPOW, PowerUpPOW, like Player of the Week. Griggs, that's a, that's a big one, and I just love this new segment on our show. And by the way, oh my gosh, as you'll hear me discuss with Lindsay, 
I have been eating my power up premium trail mix. Like it's going out of style every day. And they just have so many different uh, flavors. I love the cherries, but it's, it's really premium trail mix. So uh, gosh, uh, I guess I didn't know the difference between premium trail mix and regular trail mix, but I'm experiencing it now. I tell you, we talk about this every single week and I start getting hungry for this uh, cherry trail mix. So I'm, I'm waiting on that box. It's coming my way. I know you're sending it to me. <laughs> I will. I'll get you some. I went snowshoeing for the first time ever on Sunday and uh, I brought big bag of uh, power up premium trail mix with me. That was my lunch. That was what I ate as a snack as I was snowshoeing and exerting a lot of energy. But that's good exercise. Have you ever snowshoed before? I have one time and that is a great workout. I mean, you are feeling it the whole way. It's really cool, too, because you get to kind of go off trail and back in the in the country. But man, it is a workout. All right, coming up next, Lindsay Horan, U.S. Women's National Team star, Portland Thorns soccer star. She was MVP of the NWSL in 2018. You'll get to know her. She's preparing for the Olympics. Lots going on with the upcoming NWSL season. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. This segment of Sports Business Radio is brought to you by Power Up Premium Trail Mix. Forget the stale trail mixes with peanuts, raisins, and junk candy. Power Up is a trail mix brand that specially curates their mixes fresh with good-for-you quality ingredients that power you up with nutrients your body needs and flavors your taste buds crave. These premium trail mixes come in several varieties and can be eaten on the go wherever the day takes you. Fuel up like sports icons Lindsey Horan and the Washington Capitals. And find Power Up Nationwide at retailers, on Amazon, and at PowerUpSnacks.com. My guest is Lindsay Horan. She's a member of the U.S. Women's National Team and the NWSL's Portland Thorns. She's the 2018 NWSL MVP. She's joining me on behalf of Power Up Premium Trail Mix. You can find her on Twitter at Lindsay Horan and on Instagram at Lindsay Horan 10. Lindsay, how are you? Thanks for joining me. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. So I see that for the Portland Thorns, uh, you were just approved to have fans back at games starting in April. That's got to be pretty exciting after playing most of the last year with no fans. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we get 20 to 25%, which is huge when it's um, Thorns fans because it will hear, it will feel like the whole stadium. So it's very nice. Yeah. Explain to people who have never been to a Thorns game. I, I try and I'm based in Portland too. So I try and explain to people you have the highest attendance of any women's professional sports team in the world, not just in the U S and it's just a different atmosphere, but from a player, what is that like for you? Yeah, it is kind of hard to explain, but the best way I can put it is I think the Thorns fans know football very well. So <clears throat> they're actually like cheering for the right things. Whereas, um, you know, some places in America, you hear the fans that are like screaming because you're close to a goal, but you sky it's 30 yards over <laughs> and like fans get excited for that because it's a chance on goal. But like here, it's like you get this incredible app atmosphere and then you also have these fans that are like cheering for a last minute tackle or um you know like a good build-up leading to an attack it's it's really cool because they actually know their football really well so I think that's what um makes it a little bit more special and then you know just the feeling that you get through the entire game like they're 
it's again, like a 12th man on the field and you feel like you have this up on every team that you play against. And again, like no matter like win, loss, whatever, they are like cheering, screaming until the final whistle. And and afterwards when we're walking around the, the field. So I think that is, um, is just a very special feeling with the thorns. It's interesting to me that Alex Morgan, Tobin Heath, others from the U.S. Women's National Team have decided to leave the NWSL and go play overseas. You stayed here. Why? Um, yeah, I think obviously players have, you know, their choices and, and what's best for their career at certain points. And obviously um, with those kind of players, I think it was a challenge for them that um, they were seeking and, um, I guess right now, this is where I want to be. And especially this season and, and getting back with the thorns, um, it just felt right. And especially leading to a Olympic year, um, it's a little bit easier being home. So, uh, again, you know, nothing taken away from whatever anyone wants to do in their, their career path. A lot of people may not realize this. And frankly, I didn't realize it until I started doing my homework on you for, for this interview. You skipped college. You could have gone to North Carolina and you went directly to the pros. And, you know, we talk about a lot of other athletes and other sports who do that, but you did that. Why did you make the decision to go directly to the pros? Um, yeah, I think, again, we talk about, you know, right thing, right time for career paths. Um, I think at that point, again, it was a very difficult decision. We, have to, we don't have to go into all the details, but um, I think it was the route that I wanted to choose at that time. And, you know, the decision probably took a year to make, um, cause I was finishing up my, my high school year. Um, but I just don't think college was the right route for me. And I chose ultimately to, to go play overseas and I wanted to challenge myself and make myself uncomfortable. And, and that is what I did. What did you learn from playing overseas? Uh, a lot. I bet. <laughs> like what? Um, I think. One, it just made me grow up a little bit quicker than I think I would have here. Um, and and then with that, you know, you experience a new culture, a new language and everything. You, you're kind of fighting everything on your own um, at the age of 18. So it was a huge adjustment for me. And again, I'm very independent in, in general. So um, it, it was it was difficult. But, you know, doing all of the soccer stuff and being in a professional environment as as an 18 year old, but then also everything outside of that, you know, learning how to like buy stuff for your apartment and um, put in stuff in your, um, your, your fridge, you know, so it's, uh, it's crazy, but um, just like becoming an adult at an early age. Yeah. I can't even imagine at that age, if I had gone overseas and, and tried to figure that all out, uh, that would have been crazy. I want to talk to you a little bit about the NWSL, the growth of the league. Um, when we talk about growing women's sports in the United States, I see the NWSL and WNBA being two really important leagues that they thrive. What do you think needs to happen? I see Angel City has been added in Los Angeles. What do you think needs to happen with the NWSL in order for women's soccer and women's sports in general to continue to thrive in the United States? Exposure. Um, you know, I was talking about it the other day. I thought it was so cool that we can now watch some of the FA Cup games and the the women over in England on NBCSN. And then I thought to myself, well, why can't we watch the NWSL <laughs> on these channels? Um, 
And I think we get a different TV provider every single year, which is great. And, you know, we hype it up and we get super excited, but it's like, it's not consistent. And I don't understand why and why someone wouldn't want to show us and especially everything that's been done and then coming off a world cup win. And, you know, you thought you would get more and more exposure. And then what's that, what the NWSL is doing. It's one of the best leagues in the world and you would feel like you would want to watch it. So I think that's the the number one thing. I've had Megan Klingenberg, your teammate. I've had Abby Wambach on. We've talked about equal pay and the importance of equal pay and the fight that the U S women's national team has been in for it seems like forever to try and get equal pay i'm on record on this show saying many many times that i think not only do the u.s women's national team members deserve equal pay i think you deserve more pay because if we live in a results oriented world you guys have delivered the results on a consistent basis where do you stand in the equal pay conversation i think we're kind of at the same point as we have been we keep fighting for it and obviously um, the, the lawsuit that we had didn't get approved by, by the judge, but we're still fighting and, um, and we're doing everything that we can to make that possible. And it's, you know, one being said with our U S women's national team and what we're fighting for and what we're trying to do with them, but it's another thing to do that so that the NWSL players have the same, um, the same thing and, and the same equality and, and that it shouldn't just be, you know, for our women's national team that, you know, we're fighting for our NWSL players as well. And, and then you see around the, around the nation what other leagues are doing, like the WNBA. You've been playing soccer your whole life. The game looks like it's growing in the United States. It's always been big globally. Do you see that the game is being played by more and more people or more and more people starting to embrace soccer in the United States? Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And again, you know, I talk about exposure. I think one, it, it is getting more, more exciting for America. You know, the, the sports were, you know, football, basketball, baseball, that's what was exciting. But I I think now that the more exposure you get, the more people that just start watching even our, you know, not our normal fans that don't know anything about soccer. I think they still get excited when they see a goal or, um, you know, they see some quality of play. So I think, um, the more that happens, the more people that want to play, the more little girls and boys that want to play and, and they get to see us and, and they go, okay, they're my idol now. You know, I want to go out and kick a soccer ball. So um, the more we can make it possible for that to happen, um, the better. You played outstanding in the recent She Believes Cup. I think you're playing some of the best soccer I've seen you play. You were MVP again in 2018 of the NWSL. What's clicking for you right now? What's working for you? Because it seems like you're playing at such a high level. <laughs> well, thank you very much. And I think, again, my game, I kind of take every every moment, every every step at a time. And I think um, during the She Believes Cup, it's probably the best I've felt um, with the national team in a long time. And um, that being said, I think Black has done a really good job with the team and and helping us play to our strengths and abilities. And the way he wants us to play as well. Um, I think, you know, I'm very comfortable on, on the side that I'm with and the players that are around me and they make me better. So um, it's exciting to see and exciting to feel while we're on the, out on the field as well. You were supposed to go to Tokyo last summer, like everyone else for the Olympics. It got delayed to this summer. 
has that helped you? Did it hurt you? How have you trained? I've interviewed some other Olympians and they've said the extra year has helped them prepare for hopefully this summer. How has it impacted you? Yeah, it's kind of weird when you're in a team setting, you know, I think having the extra year, it could hurt and help. I think the way I look at it is as positive as possible, but, um, you know, some could defer to that. Um, I think for like other Olympians that it's an individual sport, you know, you train four years for something. It's, it's probably mind blowing to them that something could be pushed back or canceled or postponed, you know, and for us, we just come out for world cup and now we have an extra year to prepare. I think it suited us a bit, but we're used to, you know, the back-to-back big tournaments and everyone being absolutely knackered afterwards. But, um, so I think this gave us a little bit of time to, um, prepare and then, give Vladko some more tough decisions because you have younger players that are coming through and, and making it difficult for, you know, some of the older vets. More nerve wracking world cup or Olympics world cup every time. Why? Um, I think for soccer world cup is like the pinnacle, um, of tournaments and, you know, it is just a football tournament. I think that doesn't take anything away from how important the Olympics are. And it's just a different feeling when you're there because you're playing not only just, you know, soccer, you're playing for your country that supports all of these athletes around um, the tournament. So it's, it's a different feeling. You're rooting for every single um, American that's out there. Um, but during the world cup, it's, it's just our national team playing for the U S and again, I think that is just the top of the tier for, for football. Yeah. Okay, I want to talk about some off the field stuff for a little bit. We are both uh, partners with Power Up Premium Trail Mix. What's your favorite uh, flavor? I, you know, I like the uh, the protein pack because it's got the cherries in it, and I'm a the big cherry one. Yeah, yeah, that's my favorite. Really? <laughs> yeah, or the Omega one. It kind of it depends on the day, and also it switches all the time because I eat so much of it. So it's like I. I'll like pack on the Omega one and I'm like, okay, I, I've, I've gotten a little sick of it. I need to change it up. So that's a nice thing about them. Like every single pack is so good. Yeah. The other thing too, I mean, I gotta be honest is I've eaten trail mix all my life, but until I had premium trail mix, I didn't really know the difference. And, and the ingredients in power up are so much more healthy than the junk that comes in some of those other trail mixes. I gotta be honest. Yeah, I think that's the best thing about Power Up is you know that what you're putting in your body is is going to be- benefit you and the nutrients that you're getting are going to benefit you. And especially for a professional athlete, I think that's ideal. You know, we have um, packets laying around here at, at the Thorns facility, which is really nice. And then, you know, I have a whole cupboard full <laughs> at home. So it's uh, an easy on-the-go snack for me and, um, you know, just reliable when I when I need it. We do something called the Power Up Power Player of the Week. It's someone in the world of sports and business who uh, we shine the spotlight on this week. It's uh, Bianca Smith, who is the first uh, black coach, black woman coach in Major League Baseball with the Red Sox. If you were going to pick a a Power Player of the Week this week, who would you pick? Okay, sorry. Power Player for... Just for the world of sports or business, it could be an athlete, it could be a coach, it could be a business executive. Is there somewhere out there right now that's catching your eye going, wow, they're doing a really good job? Mm, I think, you know, it's crazy. Um, I hear so much going on with Marcus Rashford. Um, I haven't read everything, 
but the little bits and pieces that I've read and how much exposure he's um, giving um, over there in England and how much he's doing on the side is incredible. Um, and he's getting praise from so many individuals and high up individuals. So I think that's one, one name that really stands out to me. Um, trying to think other than that, I could name so many of my teammates right now that, um, you know, Crystal Dunn, Simone, um, Charlie here on, on Portland Thorns, I think they're doing a phenomenal job with, you know, just, um, the black players collective and, and what they're doing for them. And, and how they are also giving exposure here in, in the U.S. and and just continuing the conversation and and the support moving forward. Um, I think that goes uh, without being said. But other than that, I think those are the names that really stick out to me. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back after this. Hey, everyone. Sports Business Radio host Brian Berger here. The wait is finally over. Sports Business Radio merchandise has finally arrived. We're working with our friends at the Parish Project to provide you with the opportunity to buy really quality sports business radio merchandise. We've started with long sleeve t-shirts and short sleeve t-shirts. They come in five different colors each, a variety of sizes. I love my shirts. And soon we're going to have hoodies to offer as well, hooded sweatshirts. I know a lot of you are wearing hooded sweatshirts while you're working from home these days, but whether you're working out, just lounging around the house, or doing whatever you're doing, you can rock Sports Business Radio merchandise. I think you're going to love it. Go to parishproject.com. That's P-A-R-I-S-H project.com. Parishproject.com. And you can order your Sports Business Radio merchandise today. We appreciate your support. And uh, send us your best picture. Tweet it to us at SB Radio. Or also you can get us on Instagram at Sports Business Radio. We look forward to seeing you rocking that Sports Business Radio merchandise. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. In addition to Power Up Premium Trail Mix, you work with Adidas. You have other sponsors. When a company approaches you, what are you looking for from them in order to say, yeah, I'll work with you? <laughs> um, you know, sometimes it's, it's tough for me because, you know, a deal is a deal and um, it's exciting, but you know, a lot of the brands that I'm with like power up, it's, it's something like, you know, I want to buy into and I want to actually like, and that makes me like more excited about being partners and, and kind of like a family now. And I think, Power Up is such a huge representation of that because one, I like, I like the product and I love the people and they're so great to me. So it makes everything so easy. And it's like, you have these appearances or you have the photo shoots or, or whatever. And it makes it so easy and seamless because I actually enjoy the the brand, the product and, and all the people around it. So I think, you know, with that being said, it's, <laughs> it's made it harder for me with, with brands because I want the same, you know, kind of community that I get with power up. Um, but I think that's, that's such an important factor, you know, for us because it's not easy work. Um, but because they're giving so much to us, um, and now we represent their brand, I think we have to give the same back and having that relationship is really cool. So I think again, power up is a great representation of, you know, the perfect sponsorship. 
And what about Adidas? Are you a, a shoe person and a fashion person? Or, you know, I know you've been with them for a while. Yeah. Um, it's funny. My, my fashion style and sense has um, really taken it up a notch, I think, for the past 10 years. I was terrible when I was a kid. Um, I was just like lugging around in sweats and stuff. But I think now with Adidas, I think they've done, you know, an incredible job over the, the last uh, my gosh, how many years have I been with them? All my years of being pro. Um, I've just seen like so much progression in, in their style, their fashion, you know, their boots, everything. Um, so I absolutely love it. And I want like all the newest things, every like new release. I have to like go on every single day to the site and see what's, what's out there. Cause I want it first <laughs> and I want to be the first one wearing it. So no one else is, but yeah. When I had Dame Lillard on, because Adidas is here in Portland, he yep. would talk about he'd go meet with them. He'd go pick up the product as soon as it was, you know, he didn't have to wait for it to be shipped. Do you ever go over to Adidas headquarters and say, hey, I want some of this? Or do you want to have input on some of their product development? Do you wear test anything? Yeah, I'm uh, always testing a new product. Um, I actually have something here. Can't show you it, but Darn. testing that out right now for, for Adidas. But I think that that comes like every few months, which is really cool because Adidas actually is, is asking the athlete what they like and what they don't. Um, and yeah, I, I would say, um, besides COVID time, I would be over at Adidas quite often one to either go shopping or to meet with them. Um, they made me custom shoes, which was really nice because I have terrible feet problems, <laughs> but, um, yeah, Adidas is, is great. Like, like I said, with the, the brand and, and the family and the community. I think Adidas is um, perfect for that category for me. What's the most damage you've ever done in the Adidas employee store? Have you, have oh. you been in there like half the day and you come out of there with a few thousand bucks of uh, product? Most damage is probably like taking my brother there and have him go crazy. And I'm like, well, there goes half my card. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, he's just funny. Cause I'll tell him, okay, like get a few things. And then I come back with a grocery list of like 15 and I, I, I'm just like, Mike, you go have your, your fun. Yeah. <laughs> so it's probably my brother doing the most damage. Uh, I've noticed you post pretty frequently on Twitter and on Instagram. What's your social media strategy? Do you go on there whenever you feel like it? Do you have a set you know, number of days that you want to go on per week? What, what's the strategy? I have no strategy, but okay. my sponsor's happy. <laughs> certain posts that need to go up <laughs> um but other than that i'm pretty like chill I, I i'm not like the biggest social media person but you gotta do what you gotta do you know i see that the star of your social media feed at least on instagram is uh your dog ferguson he is and actually he's here right now but someone's watching him so he didn't ruin my podcast <laughs> So the the Thorns locker room is dog friendly. Dogs are allowed to run around in the in the locker room, or is that just a special thing for Ferguson? Uh, only Ferguson, only the cutest. No, <laughs> um, we had uh, our social media day here, so Ferguson was allowed to come in. Of course, he has to take photos with me. Of course. How old is Ferguson? Ferguson is one. Oh, Ferguson's only one. I thought Ferguson was like a couple of years old. It seems like there have been so many pictures on your, your oh, social no. feed that I thought Ferguson was older than one. Oh, no. The little guy is one, still acts like he's three months old, but he's a good one. And has he been home with you to, uh, to Colorado? 
Yep. He's made every trip with me. Um, he's a gem. He's so great on planes and cars, like perfect little kid. And likes the beach. Like most um, dogs. Never taken him to the beach. Oh, come on. Ferguson mom. needs to go to Cannon Beach. Terrible mom. I know he's, he's going to make a trip. He's got to see the rock and everything. All right. Portland is a foodie town. I've talked to some of your teammates. They have their favorite places they like to eat or grab a cup of coffee. You don't have to name any place if you don't want, but is there, would you agree that Portland's a foodie town and are there haunts that you like to hang out at? Um, yes, but I don't think I'd be like the normal person here giving like these great foodie. <laughs> like Megan. Yeah, like Megan. And my friend Alex always gives me the best recommendations. I go to him and he doesn't even live here. Um, no, I'd probably say one of my favorite places is um, Upper Left Roasters for avocado toast. Ooh. The absolute best. And then yeah. um, Alex will probably kill me for this one, but it's this Thai bloom place um, that I get the same Thai, Thai dish every single time. It's It's kind of like a just a modern... <laughs> Thai place and I'm sure there's so many better ones but it's my my spot and I can't change from it hey habits are hard to break all right before I let you go between now and Olympics I know the thorn season starts pretty soon but kind of walk us through your schedule and uh, everything leading up to Olympics yeah so as of right now we're just in preseason um we have a few preseason games scrimmages um and then we head off to Sweden and France with the national team early April. Um, and then our challenge cup starts for Portland. So we'll be back mid challenge cup. We'll miss the first two games, of course, uh, which is a bummer, but, um, so we come back, play the rest of the challenge cup. Then the NWSL season starts, um, May 15th, I believe we'll probably make three or four of them. Um, and then, if I make the Olympic roster, I think we are off at the end of May or early June for a send-off series games. And then it's kind of all towards the Olympics then, I believe. Crazy. And have you spent any time in Tokyo? I've been there. Uh, not Tokyo, but I've been to Japan. Um, I've been to Osaka, and I can't remember the other city with my U20 national team. Okay. Yeah, it's beautiful there. And, yeah. and I... I'm sure they'll be well prepared because they had an extra year to prepare. So I uh, I'm sure it'll be good. Lindsay Haran, member of the U.S. Women's National Team and the NWSL's Portland Thorns. Follow her on Twitter at Lindsay Haran and on Instagram at Lindsay Haran 10. My best to you and Ferguson. Good luck the with the NWSL season and best of luck with the Olympics. And uh, thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thank you so much. And thanks for having me. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. Well, that's it for this edition of Sports Business Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our show staff, Brian Griggs and Josh Blank. And thanks to our partner, Molka Sports, for powering Sports Business Radio. Learn more about them online at molkasports.com. That's M-A-L-K-A sports.com. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio. This and every SBR podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and your favorite listening app. Follow Sports Business Radio on Facebook, Twitter at SB Radio, Instagram at Sports Business Radio, and online at sportsbusinessradio.com. 
Sports Business Radio is produced by Brian Griggs and Griggs Productions. GriggsProductions.com.